0: Line Off-Road Podcast.
1: Are you ready to go? GNCC Racing! Fans running to the fences, side by side, Forge gets a better For the pan- oh, going
0: on. what is going on everybody welcome to the split line off-road podcast as always i'm your host rodney cooper as with me today, <laughs> as always,
2: Brandon White here, guys. What is going on, man?
0: Uh, we are excited to get back at it. Episode 64 coming at you. We are pumped to be talking about GNCC. The next show we have is going to be a GNCC review show. Wow. So it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, off season. I'm already in race season. Brandon's already been racing. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I've not been racing.
2: Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, we're excited to talk about some GNCC racing. We're going to have Mark Notman on, the the, uh, wizard mechanic for Walker Fowler. He's going to be joining us at the top of the show and Hunter Hart as well. And then we're going to be having Luke Nestler on um, What Doesn't Luke Do? Right.
2: He's a man of all trades. Yeah,
0: Impact Solutions uh, or Impact. um, Media, media, and uh, also his uh, EMTB racing and his EMTB team. So we're going to be podcaster and a podcast (laughs) as well. Yeah, so we're going to be we're going to be breaking down the uh, EMTB GNCC season with him. So definitely don't want to miss that. It's going to be an awesome packed show today. Uh, First and foremost, before we get going, we have to thank our awesome sponsors, Guts Racing. Ever since 1985, Guts has been in the game. Uh, They originated in Northern California. They make the best seat covers, seat foams. Nobody nicer in the business. Andy Mm Gregg, super cool guy. Um, Custom jobs. Custom jobs. Anything you need, check them out. Uh, Looks, style performance they got it all. right don't trust us though yeah don't trust us nope. trust guys like thad duvall in the woods trust guys like joel hetrick on the track right. those guys are the ones that use those products to date or to uh the ultimate performance brandon you did use your i did guts racing seat cover today it. yep so uh we got them and uh we're gonna be giving away a guts racing seat cover here very soon very soon first round first I mean, round so well. next week we'll be giving away a guts seat covers right. that's so pretty awesome check be ready for that. that be ready for that for sure we got seal savers thank you seal savers are coming on the show um they are top notch right. uh seal saving technology with the fork seal savers the coil savers um uh side by side savers uh they got the um uh anything you need right. for.
2: They even like for your watch they even have like a little uh the, uh, cover for your watch nice. Stephen. save exactly
0: it. hand palm savers right yeah those guys got it covered for sure uh so we appreciate them coming on the show um i mean honestly you guys put these pieces of equipment through enough right. as it is so do yourself a favor and put some uh, seal savers on there's no better test than gncc racing
2: right. they were great in the sand this week C- yeah kept all the sand out yeah perfect out forks. it was awesome
0: and they take what like three seconds to install
2: yeah i, li- I literally put them on like the morning right like, Right between our, like my son was done racing. I, didn't, I went back to the truck, zipped them up. Nice. They were
0: done. Yep, absolutely. So uh, save 25% by using the code SPLITLINE with a capital S at anything on their site. Uh, so right. they're already for affordable products are that much cheaper. Right. Uh, and then we have Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. Right. Those guys are awesome. awesome. Uh, best. Sprockets and chains available. Oh yeah, um, and they look sweet.
2: Yeah, they do. They got like a. I got. I just got some on my bike. It's got a nice little cool design. Brand yeah. new. Look chain. at that sign up there. That's yeah, a cool that's sign. A
0: design, yeah, yeah look that's that sprocket. Yeah, look at that yeah, sprocket. It's nice. Yeah, bro. very very nice. So uh, you can save thirty percent. By going on to their um, um, going on to their website and using the split line code uh, split line thirty, mm-hmm. and I'll save you thirty percent on anything that you can get uh, sprockets or chains. And I tell you what, like you guys know as well as I do, that stuff's you know essential. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and you can't. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to use several you know, several switch outs a year. So oh, yeah. uh, make sure you guys use that code. And uh, if you want to support this show, that's the way you do it. Support those guys. So right. we appreciate it. So Brandon, tell me about your weekend,
2: man. It was awesome. Like for one, like the weather was great. That was like probably the best part leaving West Virginia, like 25, 30 degree weather going down and be able to walk around in a t-shirt and a nice pair of pants or whatever, you know, um, chilling out. But um, track was awesome. The full fast sprint and um, they're, they're, they came back this year. Everything ran smooth. Awesome. Hats off to those guys. Um, and the layout was awesome. I, the wood, uh, the Enduro side, like the I really enjoyed the woods down there. Mm-hmm. There's like no rocks. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, you know how you know I hate rocks. Yeah, you know, we know how you, you are. know. You know. Um, rocks, mud. Right. Yeah. It was sand, all perfect. Sand dirt. was fine. I didn't mind the sand. You know, cause especially when you fall
0: over, it's like a nice little cushion. Brandon's one step above a concrete cowboy. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so did you talk to anybody down there this weekend
2: yeah uh ran into Stu baylor mm-hmm. talked to him a little bit he had yeah. a good weekend he did he had a very good weekend uh so yeah it was pretty cool uh didn't see string i think i think we pulled out a little too soon to see string mm-hmm. um but uh, he was down there as well yep um so yeah i mean they, those guys looked uh looked pretty cool that
0: tyler medaglia yes. that i saw
2: he on was the podium? ripping mm-hmm. the cross section yeah that's um, what i heard Ripping like he's he a Canadian
0: Canadian motor, pro motocross right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. He um he actually beat Stu in every cross test. The only reason um, Stu won is he brung it out in the Enduro side in the woods a little bit. That's um, awesome. But uh, yeah, the, um, back to the weekend. Um, it was great. Um, I ended up pulling second out. Um, nice. Definitely not in riding shape, but uh, <laughs> I got I got it got it done a little bit. And uh, I was the best thing about the whole weekend was Colton pulled off a of third and. He really earned that third place. Yeah, so he, that's awesome. Uh, he got on the podium. I think that was the most proud I ever was because uh, he's never rode in that kind of stuff in that deep, deep sand. Yeah, and uh, and he pulled it off, and it was great.
0: That's good. That's awesome. And man.
2: Then, uh, Jonathan ended up taking fifth. And
0: uh, good weekend. Good weekend for the White Hair family. It
2: was good. It was really good. Um, and trust me, like fifth place. I was like out of 18, so It wasn't like it was six or yeah. seven or even 10.
0: No, I, that's a big uh, – it's good to see that um, that uh, series back and oh, doing yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, um, from what I saw, you know, it looked like it had a huge turnout. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool to see that and glad that, uh, that you got to go down there and experience yeah. it for sure. Um, so uh, let's jump into fantasy. Yeah. Right? So – uh, again, thank you guys for joining us on the fantasy uh, across the board. We got you guys on on uh, uh, Paul fantasy, Rocky Mountain ATV fantasy. Yep. You guys are killing it. Uh, obviously, we are not. We had Struggle. decent weekends, yeah. yeah. You know. But and then soon, soon is going to be the uh, uh, the um, split line fantasy. <laughs> See, so geezies. we're going to be coming out with a video. We here.
2: we Did we ever come up with a cap? Are we capping it? Or the amount just, of players. Or, yeah, or are we just seeing how what kind of? We're we'll see how we're many in. we
0: get. Like, I, I don't want we don't want too too many there right now because <laughs> we gotta we gotta do it by hand. hand right. Uh, so this is like a test run for the season. So if you want to get in, make sure you. Uh, People's
2: uh, already sent their picks in, guys.
0: People have already sent their picks in, but honestly, if you if you feel like you need to update your team, just resend picks in and. Um, we will give you the most recent team that right. you submit so uh like i said we're going to be coming up with a video we're going to do it right after we do our show right now yeah uh and then we're going to do that video and that way it kind of explains the game a little bit better than the yeah. rule than the rule page itself so yeah. it'll be fun uh so we're excited about that um so let's go into the fantasy let's go into the fantasy hey guys if you like the show, make sure you like and share it. Share it on Facebook. Share it everywhere. Share it everywhere you can. Share it everywhere you can. Share it. So this weekend in Pulp, the winner was back three thirty six with a two seventy six. I know. That's high. I know. That's pretty high. He was probably up there. Yeah, and I would say he's it, probably. Yeah. And close. Kyler Murray. Gosh, man. <laughs> Come on, Kyler. Off season Off season (laughs) Uh, 273 Mason Mason Main steady Mason is steady I tell you Mason's always in that top five Uh, 253 Rodney Cooper and 250 uh, that with 252 was in fourth. Hammer 512 <laughs> with, uh, with a score of 249. Dark Side MX, uh, Mr. Poopy Butt, Walker Taylor. <laughs> and Brandon, you finished ninth. And yeah. then GNCC 62243. So that is the running order for this weekend. Yeah. Um, for the overall, we got Mason is taking the first position so far. Kyler is catching up. He's in second. Let's go. Brandon is in third. And and uh, that's about oh, it, for that's the, it for the for um, the uh, Pulp MX Pulp side. <laughs> so Rocky Mountain, <laughs> Rocky Mountain JDMX zero uh, five zero uh, is in first. Uh, McIvory is in second. Racer one sixty nine is in third, and Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben is in fourth. Wow. So,
2: there's been a lot of switches. Our butts. There's been, that, it's all been flip-flopping, everywhere on that side.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks for playing with us, guys. We're excited to, about it, and uh, we're going to be giving prizes away at some point in time for, what are we going to even give? Yeah, we're going to give for, for yeah. Pulp yeah, for, for the Paul, season for ending. Sure, yeah. yeah, definitely. So keep playing with us and keep on keeping on. So right. uh, quick about the uh, Supercross. The race,
2: yeah. <clears throat> um, Jason Anderson looked great. Man. Tomac looked really good, too.
0: Is it is your percentage pie championship fifty fifty? Mm,
2: right now, I got to give it to Tomac. Mm-hmm. He's been more consistent, mm-hmm. hasn't had too many issues. Um, but Jason, I mean, if 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 he can clean it up, uh, and plus we're going over to the East Coast, where Tomac is more comfortable, where he usually does really well. The dirt changes a little bit, and I don't know if Anderson has got the rod that Cali in the on the east coast yet. Right. In that kind of in the dirt. So right. we're gonna see.
0: Yeah, so I, I agree. I think that uh Tomac is, you know, a little bit more consistent. Um Anderson is I think Anderson might have the speed. Oh he definitely has speed. Like like the top speed. Yeah. He might be the fastest guy in the class right now. Yeah. But um I don't know. I think that uh, I think that Tomac is a little bit more consistent. Um are we sticking a fork in Kenny?
2: that's a that's a rough subject for the career i don't know about a career i, I think he needs to do what tomac did and he looks do it and do, a, and do a, like just a change
0: he looks miserable yeah
2: he's got a. I think he's but does a, he need want change. to change i don't know if he wants to but i, I mean bet. i think that's what he needs to do
0: i don't think in my opinion i but I, I would be willing to bet that this is his final season i don't know We'll All see. Right. We'll see, but he just doesn't look like he's having fun. Yeah. Neither does neither does Cooper. Right. But Cooper looks like he needs to switch. What? I bet you they this flip flop. I bet you Cooper's <laughs> on a They could. They could they could just flip flop. I bet you Cooper is on a blue bike next year.
2: You think? No, I don't know. I don't think he'll go back. I don't think he will.
0: It's Star. <clears throat> he loved Star.
2: I, he did not I, like I, Factory Oval. I know. I know, but you. I, you
0: never know. You guys never know.
2: comment comment see what you, you think. You know, it's just like do you think Aaron Plessinger's kicking himself in the butt? Maybe a
0: little bit, but, a but he's making more money. Yeah.
2: I mean, but would would you, I mean, if he's winning races on a blue bike, right? Maybe maybe he's
0: making more money then, right? Right. I don't know. So, well, let's, uh, oh, real quick 250s. That was a crap show, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm just so mad
2: at Joe Shimoda. That's all.
0: There was two, <laughs> yeah, for fantasy reasons. <laughs> for fantasy there reasons. There was two guys in that entire class that didn't wreck
2: Christian Craig. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And Vince Freeze. <laughs>
0: Man, it. what amazing story this right. is with Vince Freeze. I, mm-hmm. I
2: love it. You, you're a big Vince Freeze fan. I'm it's
0: a fan funny. of drama. I'm a fan of drama. <laughs> Give me all of the drama. Ooh, I'm geez. telling you, it is awesome. It's beautiful. I love it. Uh, it, it. It's great. It's great to see what he's doing. And um, I mean, yeah. you know, the Christian thing, was that was a little rough. But uh, <laughs> hey, did you see James Stewart's uh, uh, take on that? No, I didn't. James Stewart says it's a racing incident. Yeah, I he don't said know. Christian shouldn't have, shouldn't have went outside no, 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 on no. the guy that uh, is known for that.
2: Well, he was that was his lane. What was he supposed to do? Like cross him up like Vince Freeze would? Like, I mean,
0: Vince was Vince no, was. he's a,
2: already on the outside. He's Vince fucking a tough loss. Vince
0: was in the lead until the very last yeah, second.
2: I don't know. No, I, well, he, he had the pass. He had the wheel. He it's had the he, but he had yeah. the
0: wheel before nah, he had the wheel going yeah. into the sand section. You're crazy. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the race weekend that you were at. Stu won, right? Tyler Medaglia in, third, in, se- or in second, second. Yeah. and Josh, Josh Strang in, in third. third. Yeah. And I tell you what, Stu is on a tear. Yeah. yeah. And oh gosh, he's going to be tough to beat this year. It's
2: it's it's going to be interesting because. He, he, you know, we, we're on, you know, the full fast sprints, one thing. Then you also have the other guys like Lee Michael and, and, and Johnny Girard and, and Josh Toth. And all those guys are over at the U.S. Sprint Indora also doing that. And then um, so, so it's kind of splitting up a little bit. And it's it's pretty cool. And we're going to ready to see them all line up this weekend.
0: <laughs> Tyler Medaglia? No, no, no. <laughs> hey, so the guy that is coming over from Europe. Right. I'm excited to see what he can do. Right
2: you know when that uh, when that the whole meme kind of video kind of came out? I literally was just watching Ricky Bobby the night before and I was like <laughs> whoever did this was watching the same <laughs> the same movie when, oh yeah. when I was you know
0: that was uh Stu and and uh, uh so that was Stu that yeah. made that right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. no that's gonna be good uh Joseph Garcia he's a uh <sighs> yeah he's,
2: a he's good yeah he's, he's good.
0: good I'm excited to see what he does
2: yeah I, I don't know the first round um if he'll hop right in. To where um, he, he takes probably like a How little. bit. How are we going bit... to give him a handicap? Pump, oh man, that, might be, pump, that pump, might be that uh, might be a sleeper pick. You know, is that
0: is that a sleeper pick or is that like should we do some kind of like a uh, uh, like a exception? Like should he really be a twenty two? I don't
2: know. I, I don't mean, know we, he's you know, I mean, he's good. He's good, but. Has he we ever, made the
0: rules, and are we already going to adjust them? Yeah. That's the way that we roll, though, right? Um,
2: <laughs> he's never ran, As far as I know, I don't think he's ever ran a GNCC before. I don't know. I don't think so. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to uh, shoot from the hip, so we will talk about that in the next show that's going to be coming up here in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you ready to get Mark on the phone? Yeah, it's gonna him on. All right, guys, we're going to call Mark Notman and uh, uh, get him on the phone. I'm excited to talk to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the man, the man builds tanks right? for ATVs. You to get some pointers off that guy. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Maintenance, right? <laughs>
2: uh, quad, especially quads, man. Yeah. You, you're always working on those things. Oh, yeah, 20, for sure. Like, 24-7. Go for a 10-minute ride and got a three hours of rent. <laughs> 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 He's been in Florida. I think. Not Florida. South Carolina? South Carolina.
3: What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. Mark, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. I'm trying to stay warm down here in South Carolina. Oh, what's <laughs> the
0: temperature down there? Brandon was just bragging about how warm it was uh this past <laughs> weekend down there.
3: Uh it's probably like high 40s right now it's uh it's pretty nice today but it's definitely cooled off yeah then the sun went down the mornings and the evenings kind of get a little <laughs> bit chilly <laughs> yeah
0: for sure yeah I think, it's,
3: I think it's supposed to be go down to 28 tonight so it's gonna be a little chilly oh yeah, man but, uh we're used to it coming from ohio so we've been dealing with that the last couple weeks no right, doubt right. no doubt
0: that's kind of a buzzkill going south though thinking you're running into 60s <laughs> and 70s
3: yeah heck drive 600 miles and uh run into the same pretty much the same weather the
0: same so weather. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so hey mark thanks for coming on the show uh those of you guys that don't know mark notman he is the uh the mechanic for for walker fowler seven-time champ and uh he also is now uh doing work for uh hunter hart and uh, anybody else mark
3: i've been working on johnny's stuff since 2014 i believe oh, yeah. i think oh, okay. uh, end of 2014, okay. um, started working on all his stuff. So, yeah, the last uh, seven years, I'd say, has uh, been Walker and Johnny's stuff. And then uh, got hooked up with Hunter uh, at the end of 2020, just helping him out with some suspension stuff. And um, that led into, you know, prepping his race bikes and building his race bikes last year.
0: Yeah,
2: so, that, so the other guys wasn't giving you enough work to do. Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, so, and then uh, Mark's no uh, uh, slouch on the on the quad himself right. either. Though uh, we've seen where you've done some. Was it last year or the year before where you want? Did you win an overall in the morning class?
3: Um, I did. I didn't. I never won an overall in the morning class. I raced Ironman. I didn't race Ironman last year, but the year before I raced sports. Maybe I think I got ninth or tenth overall. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. okay, that's it. That's it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I'd be proud of that. Yeah, I, I would take that. I would take that.
3: <laughs> the, yeah, I haven't been riding. Uh, I haven't been riding much. Um, obviously, I did the the Heartland that year with Walker and Johnny, but I don't think I had rode really anything in between kinda of just uh decided to take the quad and hop on it since we had the championship wrapped up. And uh yeah. Track was good, weather was good, so went out and rode. I did it the year before as well, but that was at mudder. Um and it was it was pretty miserable, but <laughs> I had a good time. I think I was top sport quad finisher that day in the morning. I think I was That's the one I was overall. thinking of.
0: That's why I was the top yep. sports quad quad finisher. Well, I mean in a mutter yeah. That's pretty uh, impressive cuz I'm sure <laughs> that those uh, 4 by 4s really uh really uh, they they had their work pretty uh, easily cut out for them.
3: <laughs> oh, definitely. The track it wasn't actually too bad for us. Um I think what made that track so bad for the afternoon was the, you know, the hour in between the morning and the afternoon and we got all that rain so all the ruts filled in and it uh just made for miserable conditions but uh, for the morning race it wasn't too bad
0: <laughs> right right so did you start out in GNCC as a racer only and then and then kind of transformed your career into a mechanic or how did all that work out?
3: Yeah I started racing locally stuff when I was five on a mini quad and uh, raced through the ranks and I raced uh, XC1 class for two years 2011, 2012 um, before I retired and went to work for, for Walker.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I I mean, you know, we've had Walker on the show several times and I'm sure you've heard him on here and like he gives a lot of his credit uh, for his championships to you for building absolute bulletproof machines for him to (laughs) be able to push to the limits. And, uh, um, like we've said we've said it over and over, um, you know, the key to beating Walker for anybody else is the is you have to finish a race. Uh or you have to finish all the races. Every race. Yeah. Cause, 'cause 'cause you're not gonna have very many opportunities where Walker has a DNF or a mechanical. And uh I mean that should uh uh that should be a big, you know, confidence on, on your part, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. And uh, yeah, obviously, obviously like you said, um, you know, consistency is key, especially in this type of racing. And, uh, yeah, you just got to make sure you can get to the finish line. And, uh, you know, it's proven year after year if you can finish all the races and, you know, not even get, uh, you know, a bunch of wins, you can be there at the end of the year bound for a championship. Yeah. I think uh, years ago, Matt Smiley, um, he won, I don't he might have won one or two, but I know he had a lot of seconds and thirds and it was before I think before they counted all the races there was they were um, they had throwaways in the pro class. This would have been late late 90s. Okay, I never and, knew they even um, had throwaways
0: in the pro class. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had two or three throwaways and he had all seconds and thirds, couple maybe one or two wins. And he was leading until they started taking throwaways away, and once they took throwaways away, he lost the lost the championship. So, um, you know, that just goes to show you if uh, you know he they would have kept all the races back then, he could have
2: he could have
3: had the championship or two. And I don't I don't know who was winning back then. I don't know if it was Barry or. Um, Bill, bill but yeah you know history might have been a little bit different
0: well how impressive is that back then like 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 that's like without tire balls right yeah. i'm assuming that's without tire balls and yeah, tire blocks yeah, and, that yeah that
3: was that was before that because i think tire balls came into the into the scene 05 06, somewhere in there what a game changer those things are six or seven oh yeah definitely <laughs> i mean you went from you know rock races to you know making sure what lines you were taking and <laughs> making sure you didn't didn't cut a tire to now it's just you know oh there's a rock just hammer down (laughs) just blitz
0: it yeah i mean you know we uh we saw at snowshoe where what was it uh on the podium what was there uh seven flats seven flat tires just on the podium walker said all four of his were blown even some of the tire balls were blown it just just yeah (laughs) Uh, I mean, it, it's incredible that that we've come this far in the sport and people keep thinking of uh, new, new ways, ways. To, to make these machines even better and more bulletproof. But it's impressive that back then somebody was able to finish all those races because, you know, oh, Brandon, yeah. as well as I do, we talk about how, you know, uh, meticulous these things can be. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, to be able to put it through the ringer in the 90s mm-hmm. and come out, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty good, yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely. I don't, know, I don't know. how them guys did it back in the day on, uh, you know, the the suspension they had, <laughs> or I should say, lack of suspension right. they had. Um, right. They had a little bit, but nothing, nothing like we got today. Yeah. Um. You know, no tire balls or flat proof prevention. So <laughs> it was uh, definitely interesting for sure.
2: So, so on the on these big uh, big night races uh, or, or during, a, during the races. So how how much sleep are you losing <laughs> when sometimes? Uh, uh, Building these motors and, and you, you do you do the motors or do you, or what all do you actually do?
3: I don't do any of the cylinder head porting. Um, I do all the you know assembly and okay. whatnot.
2: How, many, so how many... Johnny's
3: got uh, Johnny has BNR doing his his stuff. Walker has Moto Experts out in Indiana doing his you know cylinder heads and mm-hmm. throttle bodies and stuff like that. Um, aside from that, pretty much I do the rest um, as far as building shocks and. Um, you know, symbol and everything else, so it's pretty much all done in house at uh, at the shop so, here so, in Ohio.
2: So, have you ever like laid in bed at night, going, "Did I, did I torque that last bolt?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I've done that a few times, and uh, typically, if I do that, I I go back out and check it. So, that's, yeah. I don't uh, don't want any failures.
0: And that's so. that's what Walker said. Walker was telling us about how there could be like a circlip or circlip that's laying on the bench, and it's probably not from that motor, but you're going to tear the motor apart just in case. <laughs>
3: yep, there was uh, I think 2016, the last the last part of the season. There's two races that were back to back weekends, so we had one race uh, one weekend, and the following weekend we had a makeup race. And I was building both bikes because obviously we didn't have any turnaround time to pretty much you know prep the the first bike for the following weekend. And I was doing motors one day and put the one top end on Went, was doing the other one. And I was putting the rings on the piston and putting the cylinder on. I'm like, man, I don't remember, like, looking at the rings to make sure that they were the right side up. But it was just, oh. just habit and, you know, just yeah. trying to knock everything out. I tore that one top end back apart just to make sure. I mean, <laughs> it was right, but just, like, yeah. got to thinking, I'm like, man. I don't remember doing this, so (laughs) tore it back apart.
0: That's how championships are won, though, right? Right,
3: yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would have lost sleep over that one for, you know, until I took it back apart, so just got it out of the way, I guess. So
2: how long does it actually take you, like, so, like, after this weekend, um, how long does it actually take you to do, like, go over the bike again? Like, um, because you guys pretty much, like, disassemble that bike, right, and redo it again?
3: Yeah, we, we go completely through it. The only thing we don't typically do is pull the bottom end out. Um, the Yamaha bottom ends are pretty bulletproof, and we typically don't have to do anything with those. But there's, you know, taking everything else apart, cleaning, greasing, top ends every race, clutches. Yeah. I can wrap up 20, 25 hours and yeah. re-prepping one. And that's By just the time one bike. Done, yeah, that's just one bike.
2: Yeah. You got three.
3: Well, uh, yeah. Johnny's stuff's Johnny's stuff's a little bit easier. I don't uh, completely disassemble his stuff like uh, like we do Walker's, but there's still a good amount of time in it and um, but yeah, by the time we you know put it all back together, then Walker goes out and rides it for thirty to forty five minutes, just break the break the motor in and check suspension, stuff like that. Rewash it again, put graphics on, do tires. So yeah there's uh, quite a bit of time wrapped up and prepping one between between rounds, yeah,
0: what are the nerves like as a as a mechanic that you know that walkers on this bike that you built like your the championship rides on on whether this machine makes it to the finish line each and every weekend? Um, do you get the same like I would assume that you probably get the same nerves and excitement levels as, as the rider himself. Um, uh, can you take us through like a like a race day like that
3: um I typically don't get nervous. Um, Obviously get a little excited and whatnot, but nerves, nerves, not so much. Mm -hmm. I think the only time I was really nervous leading up to a race was the season finale at Ironman 2014 when Walker and Chris uh, was going down, you know, to the wire for the championship. They were tied going in. I was a nervous wreck that day. I don't know (laughs) why. I don't know if it was because, you know, obviously that would have been the first championship uh for walker and myself but i was a nervous wreck that day and i I don't i don't remember being like that in 15 um i think we had a decent points cushion that you know obviously we still had to finish but it wasn't uh you know must win to to get the championship so i don't know if that's what made it or what but for the most part no i don't get uh I don't get too nervous.
0: That kind of runs a lo- right along lines with uh, a question that we had from one of our listeners. Doug Kirk asked, "Craziest moment being a mechanic, and most memorable memorable moment? Would that be the 2014 uh, finale?"
3: Um, yeah, definitely, I would say. Yeah, that's. There's obviously there's been a lot of lot of memorable ones. Um, obviously, fourteen didn't uh, end in our in our favor, but uh, it was still. Uh, one to remember. And then obviously 2015, you know, the first championship that was, uh, that was a good one. And I would say 2017, uh, Walker won 12 or 13 rounds and Johnny won the, won the spoiler. Uh, (laughs) I was actually undefeated that season. So that one, uh, that whole season was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's pretty cool. And, And you know, Walker has even, you know, he told us that that race that in 2014, um, Best race of his life, even though he didn't get uh, the top position. Um, um, and you know, if, if ever I'm working out or something and I need a little bit of motivation, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll watch that race while I'm working out. Try to take my mind off of what I'm doing because, I mean, that's just a. <clears throat> I don't care what discipline: car racing, dirt bike racing, ATV racing. That right there is one one of the, if not the best, uh, with all you know, with everything on the line. Yeah. One of the best races of all time.
3: Definitely. I wish they could have had um like even all the the announcer stuff from like during the race mm-hmm. because like in the pits during that race it was wild especially the last lap um obviously we were parked right next to orcs's crew and i don't know there was four or five times in the last lap they would come over the radio and say that you know walker just took the lead or chris took it back so we were all yelling and screaming in the pit <laughs> so it was, it was a fun one for sure
2: yeah so, are you? Were you like? Are you like the first, like m- paid mechanic kind of for the quad? Like a like to be a single guy like that, or or their or the other ones? Like, you know, like a like, lot of the quad guys, like most of the time they do their own work or dads or whatever. Are you like the first? Were you kind of like the first paid one?
3: I I don't think so. Okay, Chris had um, John. John blank his last name, but John was Chris's mechanic for years when he was with Suzuki, and I think even before that on the on the Honda. And then Balance had Brock Booth and Elliot Skaggs. I don't. I think they were paid by Bill. Um, mm-hmm. I know they were all good friends, but I think they were, you know, obviously paid as well. So I don't think I was the first. Um, and obviously with the you just missed one. The am team and the KTM team. Yeah. you know they all they all had paid mechanics. So right. I don't think I was the first one.
2: But. Okay. Yeah, I, I was. Just, it was funny you just named two two uh, champions uh, that you know that had mechan- good mechanics yeah. working on their stuff. So, um,
0: you know, I think that's what it's gonna t- what it takes. I mean, honestly, that is what it takes. I mean, it's a huge element, and uh, uh, I mean, you know, these riders to do stuff themselves, it's kind of really tough, especially when you're you're you know you're training you're trying to eat right you're trying to ride as much as you can and then and then you jump on what what you just put a ton of hours refresh refreshing the motor and the bike and everything and you jump on it and you're kind of like oh should i should i really practice you know two or three times this week or should i take it easy on this bike (laughs) Uh, i don't
3: know how some of them guys do it like you know chris sports he does a lot of his own work yeah um like you said, practices and wrenches on local bikes and or practice bikes, goes to the gym, and you know it's uh definitely a lot. you know yeah. who is a lot l- for it's a lot for me yeah, <laughs> you, know,
0: you know that makes me think, and we mentioned this guy a ton on the show mm-hmm. is Chad Weenan. yeah to be able to you know be basically his own mechanic. I think he has somebody that comes with him on the weekends to to help with yeah. races, but he builds his own bikes and does all of his own, own mechanic. I believe.
3: Uh, yeah, he does. Okay. Um, and then to do it at the he level to, he does
0: it is just wild.
3: Yep, for sure. And I know he's he's even doing motors. Like, I think Chris, I don't know that Chris does his own motors. Um, I think he has somebody else do those. But as far as Chad goes, he's assembling, you know, cylinder heads and bottom ends. And I don't know if he does suspension stuff. I think mm-hmm. he still sends that stuff to Fox. But everything else, you know, he's building, right. building bikes in the off season and getting everything ready.
0: Right. So another question I have is, you know, we have all these races throughout the year that are in completely different terrains. Like we're going to be going from clear from South Carolina, Florida up into the mountains of, of snowshoe and, you know, kind of everywhere in between. And a lot of these, you know, you look at like supercross or motocross and those guys, it's all set up, set up, set up. And they're always talking about tweaking and little clicker adjustments. Um, how much goes into like that when it comes to a championship level atv cross-country rider
3: honestly we don't change setup a whole bunch mm-hmm. we'll change stuff here and there uh, obviously between you know the dirt here in south carolina and then going to florida there's a little bit different setup but for the most part track to track uh, we might do you know, clicker change here, clicker change there, but for the most part, yeah, it's all uh, pretty much the same.
0: That's kind of what I, I I probably assumed. I would say yeah. quite a bit of your changes are are just what like tire pressure and tire sizes and and, and you know stuff like that. Maybe gearing, gearing, maybe making it a uh, um, proof right? I guess. I've
3: yeah, been- yeah. Obviously, like going to snowshoe, we change um, tire size there, and. We don't really play with gearing a whole lot um you know we've obviously found found something that works for walker and just stick with stick with what we know and shock stuff like i said uh we don't change a whole bunch there a little bit here and there um on the when we were on the float stuff we ran it for so long that i think we ran pretty much the same setup for i don't know five years i think and really didn't change anything we might have changed um, rebound stacks a little bit, just, uh, I think as, as the years got, went on and, you know, the pace, pace changed so much, I think we had to slow stuff down a little bit, but compression wise, we didn't change anything. yeah and even that? clicker settings, I think they were the same for five years. I don't think we ever <laughs> changed those.
0: So <laughs> that's, what's beautiful about yep. this sport, because you know, Brandon, as well as I do that, like the, the, the changes of, of, um, Tracks Mm -hmm. at the GNCC are so far different compared to like supercross and motocross, and you hear those guys talking a lot about like changing setups, uh, clickers here and there, and a lot of the times they get themselves in trouble. You hear like uh, we listened to Pulp MX, they talk about how how you know sometimes these guys should just they should adjust themselves rather than adjusting the bike and and that's what i really like about this sport because i kind of had a feeling that you know a lot of a lot of walker's adjustments are you know him his body and himself and how he is approaching the track rather than making the bike uh different to, to to make it better for him
3: right yeah definitely i think if he you know feels something that's not right especially during a race he'll just you know change how he attacks that section of the track maybe or body position or whatever. And just, you know, makes it work for him. Yeah. And true. don't put too much emphasis on it during the race because obviously you can't change anything. So you're pretty much stuck with what you got. Yeah. So we have
2: a question for, uh, from a listener that says, uh, give, give the best tip you can give to a guy that does their own work and maybe kind of new to newer to the ATV racing side.
3: As far as prep work, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, just go over your bike top to bottom every race. I mean, you don't have to take everything apart, but I get so many questions or people come up to the trailer every race looking for brake pads or looking for, you know, little stuff that should have been looked at, you know, <laughs> before you left home. And it's like, come on, guys. It's <laughs> not, uh, <laughs> you know, not to knock anybody. You know, I know right. everybody you know have busy lives and work and whatever they can't do this you know full time like us but um you know just pay attention to little stuff and just you know spend an hour just looking over the bike especially after you wash it um you know even when you're washing it's good to
0: hopefully you know, pay hopefully they're and, washing it
3: <laughs> yeah exactly it's, for sure it's
2: funny you say that yeah. it's funny you say that cuz my nephew ran high point motocross mm-hmm. and we were washing it for the next day and we flipped it up and was hosing it off and i was like dude you're like your a-arm bolt's about is about to fall out <laughs> he's like oh shoot so then you know so we do
3: start doing one of our prep so it's
2: funny you say that
3: <laughs> Yep, that and you know just checking nuts and bolts and uh you know checking wire harnesses stuff like that for rub spots and you know you drive however far you know 600,000 miles and you know Obviously, you don't want to waste all that time and money.
0: No, right. going to
3: these races just to you know have a mechanical failure or you know something dumb happened that could have been prevented before you left home.
0: It, yeah, I ran a full local series uh, two years ago, and and it is like I miss racing. I don't miss me- yeah. the mechanicking part of it, and that was just for a local well, series. Well, so. that's what I was getting ready to
2: say. I, I was like, it's crazy how much because we both done it. Like we, you know, we both, me and Coop, bo- both ran. A- amateur a- motocross on atvs and it seemed like we raced on saturday and sunday and then all week we were either fixing things or going over bolts and oil and field like it's just it's it's like a full-time job
3: <laughs> definitely it's never ending
2: right so another listener wants to know how much horsepower are your motors putting out <laughs> is that a secret 80 horsepower 80 horsepower that-
3: <laughs>
2: no, no, that's 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 definitely a lie
3: uh, they're they're pushing mid to high 50s um torques mid to high 30s right. so somewhere in there i won't give out specific numbers but right in the ballpark
0: right, right right so uh okay my question is is you know you go to these different tracks and are you i assume you're e-biking the tracks with walker right
3: no i i have in the past
0: um uh-huh.
3: uh, we had two e-bikes and currently one of them's down um so but he'll you know he'll tell us if there's a bad spot you know at the seven mile mark or whatever we'll try to get people out there um we typically have one or two people out there we got some friends uh dave childers and his son they go come to every race and uh, they'll go out to the woods with radios and whatnot for us so i can stay in the pits Um, but then if there's some close spots that I can get to with the e-bike, I'll typically try to hop on the e-bike after the pit stop and, you know, just try to catch some different spots of the track, at least just for, you know, to get a time gap or anything like that.
0: Do you feel like your pit strategies are same from round to round or do you adjust them according to the round and according to where the pits are on the track?
3: Yeah, we have to change those, you know, a little bit. We try to keep it all the same but if it's a once a five lap race, that's when, you know, the strategies can definitely come into play. Um, if you pit early, or if you can try to stretch a little bit pit late, uh, but if it's typical four lap race then it's, you know, pretty, pretty much the same every time we'll stop like beginning lap three or the end of lap two depends on where, where the pro pits are on the track. Mm-hmm. So how much time
2: did you spend? on changing air filters for that one uh like you practice changing air filters because like that's
0: kind of a is that kind of a new thing (laughs) going on because that's something that i've never seen up until the past like couple years and it seems like it always happens at high point
3: (laughs) yeah we've had some gnarly dusty races there and i think it was 2020 2020
0: yeah, can't remember
3: day. if it was 19 and 20 or if it was 20 and 21.
0: So it wasn't, it was 20, it wasn't 21. It was 19. It was 20. 19 and 20, but I believe it was this because we went there twice yep. um, in 20. I believe it was the second time because I raced the first one and was happy that I did not race the second one.
3: <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so the first one, we just, I mean, Walker obviously bites the track, and I think I actually might have biked that one with him. I started to, and I think I broke the chain on my e-bike. Uh, but anyways, we decided like, hey, we might as well just have a spare filter just in case, you know, it gets that bad. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he come in, you know, for the fuel stuff. Was like, we gotta change this filter. It's it's already right, plugging up. So then going into twenty, when he bite the track on Friday, he's like, it's gonna be the same if not worse. Mm-hmm. So we had obviously had a filter ready oh. and. I mean, we don't practice changing filters. so probably should. Because um, <laughs> we're a little bit slower. I think uh, Cole's pit stop the last lap, which ended up winning the race for Cole in 20. Mm-hmm. He got it done considerably quicker than we did. Um, I mean, I was just taking my time trying to trying to make sure the filter's on because those things can be you know pain to get the filter on and make sure it's on underneath. Um, right. So Cole and... His guys definitely did it quicker, um, but we also did it, I think, a lap earlier than he did too.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and we actually needed another filter, pretty much to end of the race. Walker come by and he's like, "It's it's cutting off again. We need another filter," which he didn't realize it was on the last lap. So no. he ended up making it to the finish, and Cole ended up winning it, and I think Walker got second that day and wrapped wrapped up the championship as well
0: that's wild man that's that's (laughs) i can't imagine changing a filter in the middle of a race and uh
3: i'd be so paranoid because
2: like i'm I'm kind of particular when i get like take my filter off make sure no dirt's going going in there and stuff oh yeah and you're pulling at
3: that point it it really didn't matter because (laughs) it had already sucked the dirt right through the filter that's true (laughs) the first one and i mean when i pulled the filter off it was just like dust in the intake yeah so i knew it was pretty much you know it didn't matter if you got a speck of dirt in there because it was already full. But uh, just trying to keep it, keep it running as long as we could.
0: What's your favorite? What's your favorite round of all the races? Uh, if you had to pick one, and, and does it have to do with uh, uh, the, the, the? I guess the funness of the of the track and the and the race itself, or or uh, does some races stresses you out stress you out more than others?
3: Um, I think. I mean, I like going to Ironman. It's not one of Walker's favorite tracks, but I've always I've always liked going to Ironman. Always rode well there, even when I raced. Had a couple of podiums there in in XC2 back in 08, 07, 08. Um, snowshoes a fun one. Just the atmosphere, you know, with uh, being on the mountain and stuff like that. So definitely those two I enjoy going to. I think some of the other ones. I think all the other ones are pretty much, you know, just the same every year. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't want to say they're boring. but you
0: know. <laughs> Well, we're not going to ask you to make a cha- championship pick because that's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but do you feel? Because we've been talking, and you know, I guess it's kind of our job to hype it up. But I feel like this year there is a lot of uh, parody in the sport as far as like the the guys that could. Uh, but could potentially challenge Walker for race wins and potentially a championship down the road. Uh, It seems like there's a lot of guys that have caught on to how he wins these races and the speed is coming up in the class. And um, it seems like it's just getting tougher and tougher every year.
3: Yeah. I think there's a lot of hype coming in this year. Obviously, you know, everybody's kind of curious what Bryson's going to do. You know, now that he's healthy and see where he's at, uh, you know, come Saturday, obviously with Hunter and Cole and, um, you know, even some of the young kids. You know, Devin Feehan was putting in some really solid rides the last four rounds last year. So I think he could be a contender to, you know, put it on the box every race. Uh, John Galata, Josh Merritt, you know, then you got, you know, still got McGill and McClure and Yeah. I mean, heck, there's seven, eight guys that could potentially win it any weekend, you know, oh, yeah. given the right cool. conditions, might have somebody else, uh, you know, winning that you didn't expect.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we, we won't ask you to pick a championship contender or championship winner for the ATVs, but the bikes. <laughs> we'll ask you to pick it. We'll ask you uh, who, who well, you thinks will take the championship this year. He, he works for Blue Crew, pretty much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> True. I, w- I want to see Stu get it, not uh-huh. just because he rides the Yamaha, but... um. You know he he had a heck of a comeback last year. And yeah. yeah. I think it would have been a different story if he would have raced round one, and you know I think he was probably kicking himself he didn't even just go out and try to score some points. Mm-hmm. So definitely, uh, he, him coming in the season healthy, I think it'll be uh, that'll be an interesting season to watch. And then you got the first uh, first three rounds with Garcia coming over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could you know get in the mix there and change things up a little bit so yeah that will definitely uh at least the first three rounds will definitely be be cool to watch
0: what if a guy like garcia like just hypothetically of course wins the first three rounds what's more lucrative to uh contend for um you know the championship would he stay over in the (laughs) u.s or go back to europe
3: (laughs) i don't know i mean maybe he'll uh try to strike a deal with you know ktm to do both or you know i guess see what (laughs) uh See which one he wants to do more.
0: Yeah, I don't know how the seasons line up, but it's going to be an interesting season for sure. And you, you know, uh, uh, we're excited to to get it kicked off this this weekend and and, and watch some good racing. Um, yeah. Mark, Mark, it's been awesome having you on the show. Uh, is there anything that you want to cover that we didn't touch base on? I don't think so.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe we can get back on uh, on another time and catch up on some more stuff. Ab- yeah.
0: Absolutely, uh, it's cool hearing you know uh, this side of racing because this side of racing is.
2: A lot of people are interested. Oh, absolutely, especially we got a quad lot of riders, man, because they're like, "My bike's falling apart. I need to hear like, what, <laughs> what
3: am I doing wrong." Uh, yep, yeah, but no, for sure, definitely. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's been fun, and uh, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, All absolutely.
0: Right. But before we let you go, oh yeah, <laughs> you know,
3: I think you might he know
0: what questions come. <laughs> uh, fast food and uh, candy, yeah, yeah. candy. What would it be?
3: Fast food. Zaxby's, which we don't have up home, um, we've been eyeing the one up in town here. We can walk to Love Zaxby's; it's great. <laughs> I don't up? know if you've ever had it, but it's a more southern. It's fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have uh, it's called Raising Canes. It's mm-hmm. kind of growing up north, up around us. There's one uh, not too far from us. So definitely, that, that would be number one fast food and candy, peanut butter M Ms that's my
2: go-to that's what yep. he's snacking on while he's building motors <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> hey mark we appreciate it uh look forward to seeing uh you and walker and uh what you guys do this season and uh um uh really excited to see you know it's it's awesome to see especially hunter hart being kind of newer to being on your bike it, it gives him i'm sure an extra added confidence in uh the machines that he's putting on the line so uh, I mean, it's going to be a good season of racing and, uh, you're a big part of it. So we're, we're really thankful to have you on the show and we appreciate it, man.
3: Well, thank you greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, look forward to, uh, hopefully hopefully seeing you guys out of a couple of rounds this year
0: yeah, yeah we'll definitely yeah, we have to stop by whenever when, when you guys come a little further north we'll uh we're going to be hitting some rounds up this year and uh watching and uh uh we might be r- racing a little bit on sunday right brandon yeah <laughs> oh yeah what about saturday huh what about mm. saturday uh, yeah, yeah you we'll know see. We some, we'll see yeah. <laughs> 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 well
3: good deal definitely uh stop by the trailer when you're uh when you guys come absolutely
0: all right man, all right, man. we'll talk to you later mark
3: all right thanks have a good one you, you too. too thanks
0: yeah, that was a good interview. Man. That was a good interview. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm sure these guys have a lot more questions than they oh, could yeah. probably think they of than asking. Like... And uh, uh, just jotting down the notes. Cause, <laughs> I mean, the guy is a legend when, it's, when it comes to, to building machines that, like we said, are bulletproof. Yeah, I, and, just, uh,
2: I can't wait till the all the talk around the pits is – walker fowler and hunter Harts motors put her at 80 horsepower <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the the new talk around uh, why they win so much and definitely shots, definitely
0: know. know who i'm picking in uh <laughs> in split line fantasy this weekend
2: <laughs> oh shoot yeah so
0: let's uh we're gonna switch gears now we're gonna yeah. do some emtb uh uh talk I- i'm yeah. excited to talk about all, this. Like,
2: all into this emtb stuff aren't you i'm
0: really excited man this is <laughs> a um I want uh, one too. So it's such a gr- it's so cool to see a sport that you watched in the first year mm. growing and um taking taking flight in the uh I mean, GNCC community. Um we see them practicing out at um out at Watersmith, uh, Watersmith all the time. Yeah. Um those guys are um uh, it looks like such a fun time. Um I want one. Yeah. I want one. Uh it right now like- I'm, I'm still riding an acoustic.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean they're they're kind of expensive.
0: They are a little expensive. They are a little expensive.
2: <laughs> did you see where uh, Stu was riding, uh, riding his at the full fast and broke a chain like 20 minutes before his moto and he was even dressed?
0: <laughs> oh, no, I did not see it that. it back. Oh jeez, <laughs> that's that seems about right that's, though. Yeah. It's, like that's oh Steve gosh, I'm going, am I gonna make it in time? <laughs> right. I love it. I so love it. we're going to get uh, we're going to get Luke Nestler on the line yeah. and talk to him. Um, this guy. Yeah. Has he been in it since the has he been in it since the beginning? I think so. He's been on our show before. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, I sure. He, I think Luke was on show 3. Maybe. Or no, no. It was it was early. It was really early. It was early. We, was, we
2: were still holding phones up to Oh yeah. The it, was, it was
0: it was back in the uh Love it. The, the 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 dark ages. You know what's
2: funny is I think he was our first show we actually did up here. It
0: he was. And we were in the dark. We were
2: in the dark. <laughs> That's before, you know, we had to worry about lighting and cameras and Yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So
0: we're going to get Luke on. <laughs> uh Luke is Man, like we said, done, has done it all yeah. in the sport and uh, kind of an ambassador to the sport now, especially yeah. in the EMTV world. So uh, we're excited to get him on. Good friend of ours, good friend of the show. So yeah. uh, we'll get him on and uh, break down this uh, EMTB season for GNCC. It's,
2: yeah, it's going to be interesting since, you know, Nick Mackey and Charlie Mullins. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Hello. Hey, Luke. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? How are you?
0: no doing pretty good man just uh in this uh live show we appreciate you coming on today how's it going man
2: man it's going
1: good i was actually just checking out uh a little bit of mark's interview and yeah man you guys uh got a good show going
2: you need him to work on some e- e-bikes for you
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey man if he can get 80 horse- or- horsepower out of an e-bike i'd love to get him, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, if- and get him over.
0: If he's getting 80 out of the ATVs, we'll, <laughs> maybe can get like a thousand watts out of the. Uh, that's
3: right. Yeah. Hey, quick
0: question. Um, uh, speaking of thousand watts, <laughs> my dad has one of those quiet cats. Are a thousand watts? Uh, are we? Can we? Can we race those? JCC. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, man. That's I didn't know those those put out quite that much. So all the uh, all the bikes that um, that we run put out about 250. Um, watts of power in addition to mm-hmm. you know what we're pushing on the pedals right so when you're on an acoustic bike a lot of guys that train on road bikes or regular mountain bikes they they measure their their wattage output and that tells them essentially how hard they're pushing on the pedals and they see how long they can hold that um and the bikes give us 250 watts of uh, of pedal assist essentially so yeah you know you're uh you're, you're sometimes you're doubling uh, your you know your power output between your legs and and the motor yeah
2: yeah. wow big bore class yeah absolutely
1: that, uh that's right baby
0: <laughs> that thousand that thousand watt uh machine um I- if you are a uh, dnr officer it only puts out 750 just to let you know that's, <laughs> nice. that's all it puts out uh, because that's that's <laughs> yeah. the maximum that's a maximum limit for um for uh
2: oh really yeah why n- they make them so big then
0: well, I mean, you can still put a sticker on it that says 750. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's no identifying yeah. marks on that thing. Yeah, so, so we're good. So he's the guy that shows up
1: with... <laughs> hey, long? man, it, it, if they don't catch you, it, it doesn't
0: count. Nah, right. Absolutely. 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 And then around here, they're not used to seeing stuff like that. So uh, Mark, or I'm sorry, Mark, geez. Mark, Luke, sorry, we're just, you know, two interviews in one day. Luke, uh, you know, we were just talking about before you came on the show how it is so cool to see this sport growing um, right before our eyes, and uh, it just seems like the, the numbers and attendance are, 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 are multiplying every single year, every single race, and it's just getting bigger and bigger, and uh, I mean, you're a big part of, of that, uh, that growth as well. I mean, how cool is that to see what's going on each and every year here?
1: Man, it is cool, um, and, and I, I am definitely trying to play a role and growing in the sport, um, and it's, you know, I got into it because of a good friend of mine, and, um, you know, one of the members of our, our team, uh, his name's Colin Dearman, and he got me into it, and he was racing in 2019, and then in, in 2020, I was, you know, racing BMX, and he was like, man, you got to come try these things, and I, I rode one and got hooked and bought one and then i raced john penton was my first race and i think i ended up doing three uh three races in 2019 um and man there was there was a few people at the race i think is the best way to explain uh the three that i did and and you know you fast forward to 2020 we weren't sure we were going to have a season and it ends up you know all the races are pretty big and and they grew throughout the year and then last year it was even bigger and um, you know, the Coombs family added some more classes and then they, you know, they, they did it again this year. They added some more classes to give people a little bit more of a, a fair playing field. Um, and it has been really, really cool to see it grow, um, to see the women's class grow, to see the youth classes grow. Uh, it's It's been exciting, man. I'm excited to, you know, see what happens this year with it too.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, it seems like it seems like everywhere you look, um, e-bikes are just popping up and and, and it's, it's growing. Everybody seems to really, really, really enjoy them. Um, I'm myself never really got the ride one, but, uh, <laughs> I think I'd have to sell a toy to, to get one. <laughs> we're still on the acoustic train over here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you guys the time, man. We got,
1: uh, we, we've got some you guys can test ride for sure. You're just down the road from us so we can fix that. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. I know we talked about that last time you were on the yeah. show and we were talking about the last time you were on the show just a little bit ago. Uh, we were actually in this studio before it was a studio before mm-hmm. it had lights. Like we were sitting up here in the dark, <laughs> like hol- holding the phone like this, to the uh to, to the Mike, microphone yeah, yeah, great. yeah great man
1: stuff. you guys have come a long way it's a professional setup now we're, yeah. we're
2: getting there we just got to get some uh some stuff on the walls a little bit better but we're getting there
0: maybe maybe one day have a professional studio like uh like you have uh yeah. with with your show <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: that's right man how, how is the marketing uh, pod pog going for you guys don't yeah, it. it's it man. It,
1: yeah, it's gone. It's been going really well. We've we've had some pretty cool guests. Uh, I think we're on show 108. Will come out this week. And man, it's uh, just as a fan of the sport, it's been you know surreal having some of the guests that I've had on. You know, people that I've you know uh, looked up to since I was a kid. I mean, man, we've had Troy Lee on. We've had Jeremy McGrath and. Um, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Kristen beat. Uh, we've had Daniel Blair on a few times. Just some really, really cool people in the sport that are doing really unique things. We had, you know, uh, Donnie emler Jr. on a couple of times, talking about some of the exciting things at FMF. And it's, uh, it's a man. It's a lot of fun. I, I don't really make any money on the show. My my money's made through my marketing company, but I do that show just to meet cool people and uh, you know, and and tell some really cool stories. So it's been fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to multiple ones and they're really well. Oh yeah. They're, they're awesome. And
0: it's so cool. Like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Daniel Blair. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I listen to pretty much anything he he's (laughs) on. And then, you know, I mean, Jerry McGrath.
2: Yeah. He doesn't listen to him. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) chill Luke. I mean,
0: you're, I mean, at what point, you know, you, at what point do you reach the pinnacle of interviews? Is it, is it with Jerry McGrath? (laughs) It's with us,
2: man. It's with us.
0: Man,
1: I, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I get these people lined up and I'm like, okay, don't, don't get starstruck. And I, I I don't know, I guess I just kind of go get numb to it, but it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it happens. And then after I get done, my, my producer's name's Josh, we'll just kind of sit there and like, a couple of guests we just kind of stared at each other for a second after we hung up more like uh we just interviewed you know jeremy mcgrath <laughs> <Like> it's, <laughs> it's uh it's definitely surreal man it's it's been cool and uh, i'm glad it's been it's funny when people come up to me at the gncc race that listen to the show because to me i'm just i don't know why any I, I don't really know why anybody would listen to it yeah because <laughs> um, to me it's just like uh, you know it's just an excuse for me to talk to some really cool people but right. uh uh, people enjoy it, and it, man, it's been fun. And Racer X has really been into it. And we're trying to grow the show. We might be rebranding it a little bit, and uh, just with the evolution of the show over the last couple years. But yeah, man, it's it's good. I pr- I really appreciate
2: you guys listening to it. Yeah, no problem. So uh, back to the e bike stuff. For while we're really here, yeah, man. Um, so are you the only e bike team in it, or or is there other teams?
1: No, man. That, that's what's cool. There there are other teams now. Uh, I am pretty. I'm really proud of the fact that I created the first e-bike team in the history of the sport in the United States. Um, and yeah, I did it when, you know, the sport was brand new and I saw an opportunity and, uh, really for me, it was just an excuse to take all my dysfunctional friends racing and get sponsors to, to pay our way to do so. But we came together and, and, uh, everybody, you know, as a team effort really made, made us look good. All my riders and, and, you know, their spouses and their kids, like we really pulled off the professional appearance and, it got us more support this year, but something else that's done over the last couple of years have inspired, you know, other, uh, other teams to, to start up and, and gear, you know, went from just being a bike shop at the race to, you know, they, they've made comments about wanting to be more of a team environment. And I think they're doing some really cool things this season. So I, we're not the only team. There's a, there's a, um, there are a couple that are starting to pop up here and there. And my hope is to see even more, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'd love to welcome the competition and, uh, I think it's good for the sport.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I see you. You're, you're getting even graphics now on your EMTBs. That, that's, that's pretty <laughs> yeah.
1: cool. Yeah, we've we've got a really good relationship with uh, Chris and Christina Denny at Roost MX, and they actually got into mountain biking themselves this past year, and um, they came to Snowshoe uh, for the World Cup, the Mountain Bike World Cup, and I got to spend some time with them, and they're wanting to take their you know their skills and their talents with what they're doing with Moto Graphics and apply it to the, the e-bike community and and we've uh, got them as one of our big supporters this year making our pits look you know top-notch but they're uh we've you know helped them develop you know custom fully wrapped graphics for e-bikes which you know they're you know the same style of graphics on a quad or or a, or a, or a bike so they're they're thick but they're still lightweight so you know it helps you preserve and maintain your bike and not get dings and nicks in it you can really customize it make it look cool so all of our bikes I think people will be pretty uh, pretty impressed with the way that our our fleet of uh, specialized levos look this season, and that's that's all you know rooster max.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, saw you guys there at the the at high point last year, and you guys already look pretty good in, in all your uh, same gear and all that. So, it's just another uh, just another add tu- adding touch to it. So it should be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you want to talk about this pro class? Oh,
0: yes. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Because, you know, so, you know, for as long as the sport has been around, mm-hmm. Charlie Mullins has been dominating the sport, right? right? Um, yeah. And last year, um, He's been challenged. Right. He was challenged a lot. Uh, Nick Mackey is has has stepped up and won several races um, this year, and I, I believe yeah we even had three winners. Kyle or I'm sorry, Kyle Smith won a race as well. But uh, Nick Mackey has really put the pressure on Charlie, and and I, it seemed like a lot of these finishes like they both were in the frame of the finish uh, when it came down to the last lap and uh, the finish line. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man, it's. Uh, I, I'm excited for the pro class this year. I'm. Uh, I like all the guys that are um, at the front end of that. I'm. I've gotten pretty close with uh, Nick and his girlfriend Jenny the past year, and um, and you know I've had several conversations with Kyle and uh, and yeah, we, we talked to Charlie here and there too. Those three guys put on a a hell of a show, and man, I'll, I'll be honest, I think Charlie's going to have his hands full um, this year. Uh, I think Nick is 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 one part of that equation but man i think somebody that you know if he's if he's as invested in the sport this year as he has been the last two years and i believe he is i think kyle is going to be um you know he's going to be a title contender maybe from day one the kid's built like a pro xc mountain biker and and he's proven you know he can he can win and uh nick is he's a, a florida state champion um you know he came out of nowhere last year and you know at first he was the bearded guy with tattoos and all <laughs> of a sudden he's he's pushing charlie to the limit and he starts to win here and there and you know i think they got a taste of that last year and i think it's going to be more of the same this year i don't think uh i don't think charlie's going to win the majority of the races i think it's going to be you know mixed between those three guys and um i'm excited to see it man i can't wait for it
2: yeah yeah for sure because uh You'd like to see a, a good mixture because then people start to like kind of get parodying the sport, right? Yeah. Kind of grows yeah. and make it makes it even more be- interesting to watch and, and 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 just be around. And right,
0: uh, I think
1: it's good that they have that pro class. I mean, it's look everybody's out there having fun, but it, it, those those guys at the front end of that pro class definitely make it exciting. And, you know, and it, it, Loretta's, uh, which was an, e- it, we ran at the same time that the amateur motocross national championship was going on and it was an e-bike only round for GNCC. And man, you had some big name athletes come out. You had some cycling legends. Um, you had Justin Brayton, um uh, uh Gareth Swanapool, who's a trainer for star. Yeah. These guys come out and they got their asses kicked <laughs> by, um, by Charlie Mullins and Nick Mackey and, uh, Adam Mayhew on my team battled with Justin Brady. I mean, you got these guys that are pro level, you know, highly paid professional athletes that I think thought we're going to come in and do really well. And they did really bad. Yeah. Uh, and I think that says a lot for our sport that, you know, these aren't just dudes that are, riding bikes that make it easy to go fast. Like we've got some legitimate athletes in this sport and uh, I think it it helps our sport actually grow, uh, which is cool for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's cool to see, like we said, you know, that was, I think that was a really good decision to have that race at, at Loretta's during that time. I mean, I see like Isaac Teasdale was there and, and, you know, all these guys that, like you said, are such professional athletes and and then you, they go into a different world and realize there's there's professional athletes there as to, uh, as well and you know it, it's cool to see every year just everybody upping their level mm-hmm. um as well i mean i you know i see where you know caleb russell finished seventh right and and in, in the first round and you know he's He's he he's, he's familiar champion. with yeah he's eight-time <laughs> champion he's familiar with like these tracks and courses, um and uh, but but he's stepping into a different sure. discipline and uh, yeah uh, it's cool to see like the sport being taken so seriously and each and every year it growing. Uh, a question that I have for you though is you know you look down the list and you see specialized uh you know has like a, a real strong grip on on the eMTB series, um, but. In the past year or so, you've gotten other other players in the mix. You've got the uh, Husqvarna, the the, the Yamaha, um, uh, was it Cannondale, I think, as far as different makes and models. Is that something that also you believe is helping grow the sport, is the different makes and models jumping in?
1: Man, man, I do. And, And what's cool about that is, one, you know, Kerry Coombs and Tim Cotter are really trying to do this the right way. And the last three years they've had what's called an EMTB summit. Uh, at first, was a it was an in-person meeting in California. The last couple of years, it's been a, a, a virtual meeting, and um, I've been a part of it each year. And it's it's me, uh, you know, some guys like Nick Mackey, John Ayres, but then it's all the manufacturers. You have Specialized, you have um, Yamaha, you've got Cannondale, you've got Bulls bikes in there. And they all come together to talk about how to make the sport better from mm-hmm. keeping people from cheating to, you know, regulations on motors, uh, Rocky Mountain is a uh, manufacturer getting into the e-bike market and stuff like that. So um, it's it's good to see that it's not just specialized dumping a ton of money into this sport and they're the only ones interested. You genuinely have pretty much every manufacturer of an e-bike from Intense all the way down the line that's in that meeting and they seem invested they're asking questions and wanting to push um do i think specialize is the best bike yes um are we sponsored by them yes they're supplying all of our bikes this year so obviously i'm going to speak nicely of them but they're our sponsor because i believe in the product um i'm i'm a salesman i could go pitch Intense or Cannondale or anybody, and I think they all have really good bikes. But I do believe Specialized has the best as far as technology and, you know, um, just ride quality and whatnot. But I think the other guys from Yamaha to Bulls to Intense, they've all got great bikes. Um, and you know, Teesdale, um, man, that kid's a, a, a monster, and he's on Yamaha, which was until he was on it not a proven bike. Like it was brand new; nobody knew what was going to happen, and. He won the amateur national championship, which I mean, those guys are beating pros. Um, so they're all really good bikes, and I think the more brands that we can get in there, the better. Because Specialized, do, I, like I said, I think they're the best. They're also ridiculously expensive, mm-hmm. so it, it put you know, it eliminates a lot of people from being able to buy that bike. But you could, you know, you can get a Cannondale or you can get a Yamaha and get in the game and you know and be part of the sport for sure. sure.
2: So. uh, real quick question i had was so it seems like like yamaha and all these they're coming to the dirt bike dealerships um the local ones do you think that's going to hurt some of like um of the like the other bike shops where people's been going and buying the e-bikes do you you think that's going to hurt the local bike shops at all or
1: uh man yes and no i think it's going to make things a little bit awkward i mean i I was having breakfast with uh mark rice which uh mark one and mark two um from rg motorsports today and we were talking about that very thing and you know i'm very very close with the guys at wamsley cycles and i like the guys at pathfinder and you know which is another local bike shop and i don't think it's necessarily a good thing for those guys if motorcycle dealerships start carrying it but Man, here's the thing. It's a very different experience when you walk into a bicycle dealership and a motorcycle dealership. So um, if it takes somebody buying a bike from a motorcycle dealership to get them into the sport, I think it's still a good thing because ultimately, you know, when you need the little odds and ends from pedals to change, you're, you're not going to go to um, RG necessarily to buy all those. Uh, they maybe introduce you to the sport and get you on a bike, which is a great thing. But I think eventually that rider makes their way to a bike shop so in the end i think it's beneficial for both but i do think it's going to make bicycle dealerships have to step up their game because if not if you know if you're a moto guy why would you not buy it from a motorcycle dealership if they're carrying it you've got to give them an obvious reason to shop at your bicycle dealership so you know if in in shops like Wamsley cycles and gear and those guys they get it so i think they'll be fine but Um, I, you know, I do think it'll, it'll separate the men from the boys in the coming, I I say the next five to seven years is really where you're going to see a shift. I don't think it's going to make a difference in the next one to two years.
2: Mm Mm-hmm
0: right so you have uh, we know uh, you probably better than anybody has your finger on the pulse of this sport Um, right now it looks like that we have about five different manufacturers Um, obviously specialized is is you know 90% of the of of the racers out there are are running specialized but um, do you have what's the next brand that you think will enter the GNCC uh, EMTB um, uh, races
1: Well, man, I think there's a lot of talk about Rocky Mountain. I don't really know much about them, but there's a lot of people asking about it. Um, And it was a big topic in this EMTB summit that I was in. Um, They're already here, uh, Yamaha. uh, But I think Yamaha's pushing big because, I mean, you just had Mark on. And, and, you know, they're big on the quads and the dirt bikes. And and I think they want to be there on – I mean, you go to a Supercross race and you see Christian Craig and Dylan Brandis spinning – on the stationary bike and it cracks me up it's a freaking e-bike and that's not that, that's there because they're trying to promote that product not because that e-bike is the best thing to have on that stationary bike right for those guys to warm up so i think yamaha is going to push pretty heavy um cannondale's in, invested in it they're doing some local series sponsorships and trying to really um you know get into the game so uh but a brand that's not there yet that is coming is is definitely uh is rocky mountain it, it has to be a legitimate brand it can't be a boutique shop that you know some engineer um designs this bike that is not regulated at all it has to be one of the bigger name brands mm-hmm. um and that was established in that e-bike summit that you know happened earlier this week or late last week
2: gotcha yeah because um because not like like we were talking before about like the thousand watt like not every e-bike is eligible to race right yeah.
1: Right. It has to be approved. Uh, the, the, it has to be on the approved list. And that's because the motor has to be, you know, a motor that's been looked into, checked out. They know that it's not jail. Well, you can jailbreak any motor. And they're, they're trying to find ways to prevent that from happening. It does have to be approved by GNCC or MX Sports as, you know, a bike that is eligible to compete and race.
2: Yeah. So, do you want to talk about some classes? Like, um, I know you, yeah, you raced a big bore class, um, and, and, and a lot of people might not understand what that is. So, do you want to explain like that, about that class or uh, other classes? Yeah,
1: yeah, man. They've uh, they've added several classes this year. I'm excited about it. I, I was uh, I, man. The, again, Carrie Coombs has been great with just listening. Like, I pretty much threw out, "Hey, I think there needs to be a pro women uh, class, and I think there needs to be a weight limit class." and uh she was like yeah i think it's a great idea um and you know we put it up for vote and it happened so uh the big bore class if you're you know for in in the mountain biking community it's called the clydesdale class it's just the heavier guys and normally it's 220 plus pounds oh, yeah. um but we made it 200 plus um which i quickly realized when i started to see some people telling me hey that's great I'm going to race that class. And I'm looking at them thinking, yeah, you're probably 180. And they're 200 pounds and they got abs. And I'm like, damn, maybe I made a mistake.
0: I should have made it
1: to 240 or something. I was but, getting, uh, ready, no, I was
0: getting I, ready to ask will there be a scale at the starting that's line? I
1: don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I have a feeling they don't care that much about it because we are kind of at the end of the day and everybody's burnt out by the time we're ready to race, but they are taking it serious. So I I don't know. I mean, I'll raise my hand if I think there's a dude there that's 170. I'll definitely call him out on it. So maybe I'll bring a scale to the line. But, uh, I mean, it really, it's, it's a class. I was in the amateur class last year. Um, I walk around at you know, 250, 240. Mm. Um, And I'm pretty, you know, if I get down to 200 pounds, I either look like I'm on drugs or I have, or I have abs. So I I selfishly was like, we need a class that. I can be competitive in because I can't be the only one that's struggling. Cause I'm racing against guys that are a hundred pounds lighter than me. There was a guy that yeah, was on my team. It was 145 pounds <laughs> and I'm rolling around at 250. Yeah, So it's not, it wasn't fair. Uh, and it was discouraging a lot of guys from even getting into the sports. I really pushed heavy for that. Um, and so if you're over 200 pounds, the big board class is for you. Um, there's starting to be a lot of ladies jumping into the sport women and girls and it got to be unfair there's you know four or five girls that were just absolutely head and shoulder above everybody else so we we got a wxc uh, which is a pro women's class Um, and then they broke apart the amateur class uh, a few different ways before it was just amateur and then you turned pro now there's amateur 40 plus there's amateur 14 plus uh, and then there's XC2, which is the premier amateur guys. And if you're if you're over 16 years old but you don't want to race pro, uh, but you want to get ready to race pro, uh, XC2 is the place for you. Uh, and then XC3 is the 40 plus, the fast premier 40 plus guys um, that maybe you're you know like Colin Deerman or Barry Ray that are just way faster than a typical amateur. Um, or a typical master's class guy, they wanted to have them, you know, have a place for them to land. So man, they added a bunch of classes this year. They added one, two, three, four, six or seven classes, uh, that make it a lot more, uh, fair for, for those that are wanting to
2: get into the sport. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you the big bore class. So <laughs> if I ever yeah. get to do one, when need
0: you get you a bike, Brandon? I know. i like, <laughs>
2: Hey, we'll get you a bike, man. If you want to come out and race big bore
1: for for high point or something, we'll we'll, we'll get you set up. Yeah, there you go.
0: See, I, could, I if I gain like maybe a couple pounds, I could roll oh, no. I'll, I'll definitely. I, t- I, t- you. I tell you,
1: man. Listen, if you if you want to race, mm-hmm. my suggestion is join us down south. Because once we start coming home, it's nice to sleep in your own bed. But my God, you start climbing these hills oh, and you're wishing yeah. you're back in Georgia.
2: I yeah. Bet. So that that actually came up. Um, so, so we had a couple of questions. Uh, they asked, what, "What's the hardest EMTB race?" And what's your
1: favorite?
2: Uh, hardest hardest favorite.
1: Yeah, I, I would say the hardest is probably Loretta's uh, snowshoe. Is actually not the hardest. It's a really short course because Nick, uh, the course designer, is not allowed to just cut through the woods like he does at a regular race so we're really restricted and it's the shortest course of the year so it's really not that hard I would say uh high point or Loretta's would definitely be the hardest Loretta's is just miserable because it's so hot um I thought all of us were gonna have heat stroke last year so that's probably the hardest my favorite is definitely um uh The Hoosier. We don't go to Mm -hmm. Ironman. It's too late in the year. It's too dark for us to race, um, you know, that late in the season. So when they go there the first time for the Hoosier, that was my favorite last year. Again, selfishly, look, I'm 250 pounds. So (laughs) it's coming from the guy that likes to ride on stuff that's flowy and flat, and there's not much climbing, and, 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 and just the... The pits at, at uh, Iron Man are, are, are really good. Um, snowshoe's probably my favorite from an environment standpoint. We all you know, stay at the top of the village. It's a big party, it's fun. Yeah. But uh, from a racing standpoint, I'd say Iron Man or uh, the Hoosier.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean,. I'm sure every track has a unique feature, and I, I honestly thought that snowshoe was going to be the hardest. But I'm sure like there's only so much terrain you can probably even hit on snowshoe right. uh, because yeah. of the, the, the um, tremendous elevation changes. Uh, we actually have another question that's kind of unrelated to EMTB uh, from Doug Kirk. Uh, what's the biggest tip for marketing yourself to sponsors, and then marketing yourself, or and then marketing your sponsors once you get a sponsor?
1: Yeah, man, the biggest tip with that, I mean, look, we got a lot of sponsors and we got a decent amount of them that are pretty financially invested. And look, there's nobody on my team that is going to be, you know, going to the Olympics, right? So how did we get all these, you know, misfits that like to ride their e-bikes get sponsors? It's we showed the sponsor that we're going to promote them and, and provide them value. Um, the biggest mistake people make is they'll go to a sponsor and just ask for free stuff, mm-hmm. Um That does nothing for the sponsor. It doesn't. It costs the sponsor money to give out product, so you've got to give them a value proposition. Man, here's what I'm going to do for you. We're going to put out X amount of posts per season, or per week, or per month, however you want to do it. You know, I'm going to do a a, an Instagram, you know, video of every single round where I'm talking about your product and how I use it in the race. I'm going to tag, you know, tag you in my post race report, whatever it is. So it's it's showing them how you're going to use. Instagram, Facebook, you know, uh, TikTok, whatever to promote their product and, um, and show them, man, look, I, can you send me some extra stuff for me to display in my pit? Um, and I'll tell all my friends at the races about it and show them how I use it and stuff like that. That goes a really long way. Uh, and nobody's doing that. So if you do that and and ask the sponsor, Hey, how can I provide value for you? Here's how I think I'm valuable. Mm -hmm. And then ask for the stuff second. That definitely, uh, is a, is a differentiator from you and pretty much everybody else that's trying to get free stuff.
0: Yeah, And I think that once you, you know, you get a sponsor, if you treat it as if you just became an employee of that company, Mm -hmm. um, that's better than like, like Luke was saying, the, the um the just asking for free stuff because that's only going to get you, you're you only going to be sponsored for one year and then you <laughs> might stay at the lowest level of sponsorship right. uh rather than growing yourself
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean it's sky's the limit on that i mean it's it's you know look we've you guys have a podcast now to whereas before like you you weren't going to make it on the radio 15 years ago but now it doesn't matter you can bring you know the audience to you uh, and yourself to the audience, you have control over that. And you know, you as an athlete, same way, man. So show that you know to your sponsors, and and most of them will see the value in that more so than just saying, "Hey, these are the race." We don't even talk about our finishes with our sponsors; they don't care. Right? They want to know that I've got you know a lady represented, youth represented, older, heavy set guys because they're relatable. Like they want to know what type, what's the makeup of our of our team. They they care less about. Uh, you know, how many championships we win or whatever it is. We just so happen to have championship winning guys on our team, but they they, they never ask about the finish.
2: Right. Right. So we, we had another question come in for you. Um it says, is adding all these classes going to mess up the starting? For instance, like how many rows are we're looking at and how many minutes ahead and will the pros like when by the time the pros come back around, are they going to be in the way or
0: do you see an issue with the extra classes in uh, the last rows becoming, um, like early early lappers? Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's uh, there's going to be lappers. That's it's, it's going to be part of it. Um, they're going to start the rows approximately 30 seconds apart, uh, when times permitting, and they you know they make these courses long enough now to where the only race that it's it's I think it's going to be an obvious uh challenge is going to be snowshoe because mm-hmm. snowshoe is always a shorter track. Because we are restricted. Other than that, I mean, look, you're going to have lappers, but uh, it's you know, it's just like any other race, man. You guys are out there for two hours, the bikes are out there for three. They're coming in the lappers. It's it's part of it. Um, but you know, I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it, as the sport grows and we get you know every class is having two, maybe three rows then it's going to get a little bit challenging. You know, we're going to see what's going to happen there, but uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal this year.
2: Gotcha. Um, should I had something in my head. And I just kind of forgot because I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Um That happens.
0: So, so Luke, um, you know, we going into this season with the pro class you know uh, you're you're getting more parity in the sport having having multiple chance or multiple um race winning competitors going in um that's got to be you know we're really excited to see that uh especially with the growth and all uh is it fair to ask you for a championship pick
1: (laughs) yeah man um oh wow (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's
2: like wait a minute i don't yeah. know if it's that fair or not all
1: right so I, my, i'm I'll, I'll, I'll let me put it this way my my favorite rider just because I, I like him we get along really well i wanted to have him on the team this year gear nabbed up everybody man i tried to get kyle and nick Mackey on the team this year <laughs> um nick Mackey is i'm going to say nick's my favorite pro uh, he's my guy, but man, I'm I'm gonna go Kyle. If Kyle continues to push wow. uh, and progress like he has the last couple of years, I I would not be surprised if Kyle Smith can uh, can win the uh, the title this year for XC1.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see, uh, you know, not one but two names. Um, I get. I guess if I had to make a pick, I'm going to go with the beard. The beard. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the beard. I'm going to go with Nick Mackey. I would love
1: to see Nick win, man. I love Kyle, too, and, and I like Charlie, man. I, yeah. Charlie's quiet, man. He keeps to himself, but he's always extremely polite. Uh, we get along well, when, you know, whenever we do talk. Um, but, man, I, I want to see somebody else win this damn thing. So right. I'd like to see Nick, but, I, man, I, I don't know. I think Kyle's going to come in guns a and he's he's excited about his ride at gear this year uh we tried to get him on the team and gear had already made him an offer, and he was very excited about it so i'm happy for him with that and man i hope he i hope he goes out and and uh, does something with
0: it yeah i got a question so and i can't remember if we asked you this the last time or not being that that you know it's so quiet <laughs> during these races and you can hear each other <laughs> how much trash talking is there <laughs> <laughs>
1: I tell you, who talks the most trash are The guys on my team to one another. <laughs> if you'd hear some, if you'd hear some of the stuff that our guys say to each other when they're <laughs> passing one another, or when one of them breaks down, it, it's uh, some of it's been caught on camera, and it's it's hysterical. That's I awesome. don't. Uh, I mean it. There was one incident last year, and it was resolved. And you know, it's you know, uh, you know, blood's boiling when you're racing. There was one incident that happened at a race. Other than that, you really don't see it much. It's mainly riders yelling at uh people for being on the course and not paying attention and we sneak up on them and yeah. they're not supposed to be on the course and we come at them you know going anywhere from 15 to 30 miles an hour depending on if we're going uphill or downhill and come around a corner and there's either a kid <laughs> on a bike or I almost, you know, I mean, heck, it's no. At uh, a high point a couple of years ago, this lady's not paying attention, and I almost smoked a baby. Like, you know, it's <laughs> their kids like crawling across the track, and I like, There's more yelling with that than there are
0: riders. I never thought about that. I never so, thought about yeah. that, but that's that's a good point. That's right. a good point. Yeah, you guys are the silent yeah. assassins. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, but uh, my team definitely talks trash to one another. That's good. Sure. <laughs> that's good.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of growing in the sport, so when do you think? like, I don't know, say for instance, and I could be wrong, maybe they already make these, but like say sunstar, would they be interested? Like, would you ever see a, a company like that? Like get into like making gears for these e-bikes and chains and all this other
0: jumping, stuff? jumping, like, uh, like man, other companies, I, Yeah,
1: I, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of don't, I don't think that as much as, I mean, you got companies like roost coming in and stuff like that. Um, but I, you know, Man, it's it's a it's just a different science when it comes to making components for these these bikes. I think the future is going to be lightening the bike up. Um, you know, our our, our new Specialized uh, Levo's are are awesome. They're a heavy bike. There's nothing you can do about that right now. I think it's going to be Specialized and the components, the brands that make the components. They, I think they're going to be focused on lightening up the bike, and I don't think it's going to come from a power sports. Uh, focused brand. I think it's going to come from a cycling enthusiast brand that sees, you know, holy crap, there's a whole new sport that's growing and they're competing in the power sports arena. But I think you're going to get more cycling brands pulled in, Um, you know, and you got someone like Renthal and they make stellar bicycle products, but they're also, you know, the industry leader and, you know, handlebars for motorcycles. So I think there's going to be more stuff like that. Yeah.
0: And that's what's cool. You know, it's cool to see because the... I believe that, that the EMTB, um, GNCC class or it, the, the race itself is the premier mm-hmm. EMTB racing of, uh, of definitely of the USA, right. I would say, yeah. um, uh, and, and possibly the world. Uh, and it's so cool to see GNCC being like so cutting edge and foreseeing the growth of that before it happened. And, um, uh, to see the like, I, I think the sky's the limits because you see so right. many different companies wanting to jump on board of this, and it's so unique and 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 there's so many. It's bringing people that's not in the power sports community. Mm-hmm from cycling community over right. into a GNCC world. And it's cool. Cause we've, we've heard people that have talked about it that, that are just cyclists and they come out to a GNCC, GNCC event. And they're like, wow, right. this is amazing. This is so cool to be part of this atmosphere. And, uh, um, uh, it's cool to see bringing another passion into the power sports community. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, man. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's good for GNCC and I think it's good for the cycling community, but it, it's, you know, I think it opens a lot of eyes for pure cyclists that come in and see, you know, the quads and, and the motorcycles. They're not used to being around that at a bicycle race, so I think right. it opens their eyes up for it, but, uh, Yeah, it's it's you know, it's starting to make more of a melting pot type of an environment, man You got the power sports and the cycling community being kind of forced together and I think it's uh, you know Only good can come from that.
0: Speaking of the uh, the quads and the uh, the the, the dirt bikes um, We'd be It wouldn't be cool if we didn't ask you your championship (laughs) picks for for both of those disciplines
1: Yeah, man, I mean I, I are you even allowed to say? Well, actually, you know what? I was going to say you're even allowed to say anybody other than Walker Fowler, but I'm going to go Hunter Hart. I like Hunter. Uh, I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, I think he's the next. He's the next guy, and I, I'd like. I'd like to think that he can be that guy this year. So I'll go Hunter.
2: Oh man, um, bikes are tough this year.
0: Yeah, bikes are tough. Quads are tough yeah. too this year. Yeah, they are.
2: I'm going to. I'm going to go Thad
1: Duvall. I, yeah. I uh I'd say it's going to be yeah I'm going to say Thad if it's not Thad it's going to be uh um Stu yeah. but I, I'm going to go I'm going to go Thad.
0: You know it, it, we've heard Thad Thad was a has been a pick for several people and and that is like a a lot of the fans want that for him because you know that's somebody that's been right there so many times and it would be cool to see him do that and as far as the uh as far as the ATVs go um I, you know it's hard to pick against. it's hard to pick against walker and we've heard it from the horse's mouth picking against walker only adds fuel to the fire right. so <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah man yeah, yeah. it mean it's it's funny
1: how little those dudes are like you yeah. don't really notice it when they're racing and man at the banquet i'm like <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: like they're all other than uh, i mean Stu's a big dude but right. like my god man walker is he's a, he is a like muscular dude but he's so he's so little so i mean i, I that no wonder he flies on that right on that court.
0: it's amazing these so, these guys and their athletic ability to hang on to those machines is is, is for two hours three hours is wild
2: so so a yeah. question for you do you run seal savers on those e-bikes that you got no we don't man do they make a
1: product for for oh, mountain bikes oh yeah absolutely Protect those seals do. baby Protect they them. absolutely oh, we, yeah do. We yeah i tell you what if we uh if we ever rate you guys were talking to mark about uh high point being dusty in 2020 and i'm like, shaking my head i hated that race yeah we, we could have used Seal savers at that thing because yeah. that uh that that dust sometimes is worse off than mud yeah right.
0: we, we both run them on the acoustics and yeah. uh i mean as far for uh such an affordable product they yeah. do, do such a good job for what they're made for mm-hmm. and i mean it takes you three seconds to, to install them and take them off uh, yeah, yeah, yeah man am I'm going to have I'm going to
2: have to get a pair. No doubt. Right. Yeah. Do you no, like on the forks like do you? I'm not a big e-bike guy, but do you have to rebuild those? I'm guessing a good bit or Uh
1: not I wouldn't say a good bit, but it is definitely good to rebuild them. Um you know, if so with us, you know, we're we're spoiled right my everybody on my team this year is going to have a race bike and a practice bike which is funny even saying that because <laughs> yeah you know, like we're, you know it's just an expensive hobby man so I, when, when it's something like that you know your race bike literally isn't touched except for at the races so you could probably go three seasons without even having to worry about it your practice bike um you know uh, i would say once every year every two years at the least mm-hmm. you know having the uh, having it rebuilt and, and sometimes your local bike shop can do that, but if not, they, you know, they ship it out to Fox or Rock yeah. Shocks, uh, or Ohlins or whoever you use and, and they can have it, uh, have it uh, serviced for you. But it, def- it does make
2: a difference for sure. Yeah. Well, if you order some, make sure you use the code split line. <laughs> and we'll save you some right, money. Right. We'll save you some money. No, Absolutely.
1: I, I am, I'm all about saving money, man. Right. I, I, I am going to actually try that. I didn't realize they made a product for
2: it. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do.
0: They yeah. do. It's great stuff for sure. So, hey, Luke, uh, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. It was a, like a sweet nugget to be able to talk about uh, EMTB <laughs> racing this season. And uh, we're going to be following the classes and uh, following your season as well. Uh, and, hey, we look forward to seeing you at some of these races here uh, when, when, when you guys come a little bit more north.
1: Yeah man, I tell you what, if you come out look it's going to look like a scene from uh, Jurassic Park where there's like a giant dinosaur running through the woods, the <laughs> trees are bending and breaking, and it's actually just going to be me and Dave Kanef uh in the big boar class coming through the the woods like a couple of silverback gorillas. So so be there on the lookout for that. That's going to be you guys ask about the pro class picks, but the big boar class is going to be where it's at, man. That's so, awesome. <laughs> uh, come hang out at the pit when you guys are there. I'd love to have you guys uh, hang out with us one evening for dinner. We always do a big cookout uh, at each one of the races. So whenever you're there, man, come by. You know with your families and hang out with us yeah,
0: absolutely and great. we might actually have to take you up on uh coming out and trying to yeah. trying to throw our leg over I, one and see what it's like
2: i don't know if i if
1: i go no
0: i
2: probably have to buy one and that might not that's be good that's the problem man
0: <laughs> everybody
2: <laughs> says
1: don't don't ride one until you're ready to buy one because they are hard to hard to stay off of once you get on it so. yeah
0: right. yeah right. we ought to do one this year brandon we yeah. should go up there and do one and uh, yeah. uh
2: no doubt you'll be selling your quad and be racing e-bikes so. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility it's the only way to get you on two wheels right (laughs)
0: all right luke hey man we appreciate you coming on the show as always and uh we'll we'll have you again before the end of the season and uh yeah guys maybe like if we race one maybe we'll uh, have you come on and uh, break that race down with us
1: absolutely man no doubt i'd love to do it i appreciate you guys all right man man. we'll
0: talk to you down the road all right guys see See you all right guys that was a good show. That was
2: good. It was very good, man. It's a lot of information. It's really cool that they're adding some different classes, because I was I was curious about that. I was like, you know, how's everybody stack up against everybody, and and you know, especially being a kind of big guy like me and, yeah. and Luke. And yeah, so that's pretty cool. No,
0: it's cool. It's cool to see you know so many different. Like we we keep using the word parody this 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 show, but it is it's like you're bringing two different communities together, and. um it's a perfect. It's mixture. good for everybody. It really is. It's it good really for is. everyone. And I can only see this growing more and more to where uh I mean they might even have having more classes or who knows. I'm sure they're gonna set records again this year with oh, yeah. the uh, starting line and how many people they have in this sport. So uh it's good to see. And uh Brandon, do you have anything else? I
2: don't think um we're gonna you, be you wanna put your picks in for this week who you think is gonna win?
0: Oh gosh. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: let's do it. Okay. Um I'm gonna go for ATVs. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Neil. I think Neil's gonna gonna take <laughs> round one just like he did last year. Uh, Walker second, and Hunter Hart third. Wow. Uh, and then on the dirt bike side, it's always weird on the dirt bike side for the first <laughs> round. It's kind of like a one, you know. Uh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say Stu. Really? Stu's gonna win. Um, and then I'm gonna say Thad and. Let's see. Ashburn. Ashburn. Yeah, you
2: took. Stu, so, Thad, and Ashburn. Wow. Wow. Um, so, on my quad pick, I'm going to go Hart, Fowler, McClure. Okay. And the, Those are the three there. Um, and then for dirt bikes, um, I'm going to go. Because it seems like the first round, not everybody's. The, the top guys are, you know, there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um So
2: I'm gonna go. Ashburn wins.
0: Okay, that'd be awesome to see. Right, I'm gonna go. Ashburn
2: wins with the um, uh, probably a Stu Baylor second, mm-hmm. and um, Jaws String
0: third. It's a good pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, man.
2: it's just it's a little it's a little different. You know what I'm saying? It's like the first round. It's like Anaheim won. It is. You know what I mean? It is. You just don't know. You, you get like last year we had Grant Baylor to win, and it was like, whoa, what, what just happened? Yeah. And Um, I know Stu wasn't in there last, uh, you know, but everybody's just working out the kinks yeah you know?
0: no no so. it's cool to see uh we're excited to see and break down the race next week next week we'll be having devin masters come in the studio yeah that'd be so pretty. Interesting. it'll be fun to, uh see him comment on here that he would want to do the, he wants to do the e-bike, e-bike race, race sometime yeah. yeah so we'll have him come in studio kind of tell us about the track tell us about his race a little bit tell us about the or you know and he's going to help us break down the quad the pro quad and the pro uh dirt bike race and we'll try to get some of the racers on um from that from yeah. this past race uh from, from next week's race uh That's about all I have, man. Yeah, safe travels. If you're racing, good luck. We're going to be doing the uh, show for the uh, uh, Fantasy here now, so... Uh, oh, Splitline yeah. Fantasy. We'll probably be like a five minute show. Just a real, yeah, quick, we'll rec- yeah, real quick, quick breakdown. So uh, make sure you check that out this week and uh, send us in your picks. Yeah, send uh, some picks if you're interested. We're going to be doing, I don't know if it's going to be weekly prizes or race by race prizes but we're going to be doing some prizes. Um, Sunstar has been kind enough to send us some forms for ch- free chains and sprockets. so That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, we got Guts Racing seat cover to give out um, and then Seal Savers, they want to jump on board as w- well with giveaways. So okay. I think a lot of our giveaways are going to have to be through the uh, fantasy a little uh, bit. So, yeah. and you don't have to be as far as the yeah. champ we're, we're gonna do a championship series yeah for fantasy right
2: um you know and then we'll th- we'll throw some stuff out there for some uh, some of the other listeners that might not like fantasy because some yeah. people just don't like it
0: you yeah know? some people don't like fantasy some people don't like uh some people don't like handicaps yeah <laughs> but, you know uh,
2: it is what it is
0: yeah it's gonna be fun so we're excited to get this season brings, kicked
2: off brings too much stress to our life yeah, you know, you know, like we're like I'm sitting there, stressing on after my race. I'm like, man, I think I'm stressed more about pulp fantasy than I was actually racing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it should be good, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great first race.
0: It's gonna be great. Thank you to, thank you to Luke Nestler, thank you to Mark Notman for coming on the show, and as always, thank you to Guts Coach. Racing, Seal Savers, and Sunstar Sprockets and Chains for making this possible. We appreciate all you guys, and uh, no. hey, we're excited to get this season going. Yep. Peace. Later, guys. I work on the factory line, and all I do is stay behind. Call my mama like I should.
3: She says, Daddy ain't doing too good. Me and him should wet a line, just can't seem to find the time. But I love
0: my life, man, it's something to see It's the kids and the dolls and you and me It's the way it's alright, everything
3: goes wrong It's the sound of a slow, simple song
0: Finally saved some money up Till I had to fix my truck